a better class of radio station. All Flavors Radio. You're listening to the sounds of the emotions there on the 3rd of November. You're in the studio with Naturally Lily and Wimbo. Oh yeah, so that was the emotions there with Blessed. And what a blessed day we had today. Did you hear that monsoon this morning? Yes, I did. <laughs> it was pouring. The heavens like, opened this morning. <laughs> I thought if anyone has to go to work in that, yeah, that I was praying for them, but thankfully it, it kind of levelled itself out. Yeah, it was just um, trickling down by the time I left this morning. Yeah, but it was cold. Oh, it was freezing. <laughs> so November. <laughs> It's November, there's a lot going on around the world today, mm-hmm. some of which we're not even going to touch on, but November calls for, uh, is it the vegan, World Vegan Awareness Month, right? Okay. And um, yeah, it's just the month that where they ob- observe veganism, and we know that veganism is plant-based diet, mm-hmm. and those that kind of thing. I know you tried it once, didn't you? I did, I went vegan for... Fully vegan for about a month. Yeah. And then I went pescatarian a little bit after that. Mm. Um, and it lasted about three months. Oh, that's good. Mm. So it lasted a relatively long time. Yeah. Because three months without... Was that without any dairy? I had no dairy, all? no meat, like animal. Well, I had fish, yeah. pescatarian, but I had no like chicken or anything like that. Okay. Didn't eat eggs. It's manageable, isn't it? It is manageable, actually. I think if you put your mind to it, then, Mm. you know, it's very, very easy now to kind of have a diet where you exclude certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I did feel better for it for a while. (laughs) Like, cutting things out of my diet did help me for a while. Mm. Um, But for other health reasons, I couldn't keep it up. Yeah. Especially the fully plant-based, that just, it wasn't working for me at all. I was reading a woman, She was she's a journalist, and she was saying that she loves cheese. Mm. And every time she got hungry, she just, all she could do was think of cheese, cheese. Was, che- was cheese. And um, she got through. Yeah. I think she'd done it for about a month. Yeah. But she says that she couldn't no. manage that. I don't think, for me, it wasn't even, I wasn't craving anything. Mm. Because um, I quite enjoyed just eating fish and, and salad. Mm. Well, not just salad, but yeah, plant-based foods. Um, I still haven't really gone back on eggs. Yeah. I can and only, I've never really had dairy. Uh, eggs, I like the organic ones. Mm. Most of the food that I eat is organic. Mm. Although it says it organic on the packet, they could just dig it up from anywhere and yeah. still say that it's organic <laughs> I don't know but I do see a difference mm. but I don't eat a lot of them yeah you know cheese yeah I don't one I don't like do cheese. cheese yeah but just in small doses yeah and I always fancy it before I go to bed cheese cheese and pickles oh, love the <laughs> gherkins pickle. love 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 yeah so there you go it's world vegan day world vegan month should i say so i don't know if you've ever tried a, a vegan diet out there and there's a caribbean restaurant if you live in the bristol area and they're called fear what's it called um for real vegan restaurant and apparently they're they're in trip advisor mm. and they're meant to be a really really good 
restaurant, although we're going into lockdown again. So I'm not sure. I know takeaway restaurants are open, right? I don't know. Yeah, Are they essential? I heard it on the radio that takeaways, but not restaurants. Yeah, restaurants are closed. And pubs and so forth. So, oh, guys, how are you feeling about that? Going back on lockdown again. It's quite disheartening, isn't it? Yeah. Because you think you've made it through one side and then you're right back in it again. But hopefully, hopefully if we do uh, apply whatever's been asked of us, there might be a change. I'm yet to see what this whole thing is about and I don't like to dwell on it dwell on it too much mm. but it is affecting our lives immensely right definitely this is just it's actually getting unbearable now mm. um mm. just want it to end we all want it to end don't we <laughs> I think we'll ever get back to normal whatever normal was mm. Mm. it's just uh crazy and with that we're gonna we've got quite a lot to get through tonight and bringing in in mind another part of November and it's called it's men's health awareness month as well from the 1st of November to the 30th and within men's uh, health I know we spoke about prostate cancer last week Mm -hmm. uh, but it's also highlights things like testicular cancer and poor mental health Mm. now did you you um, saw that statistic there Alicia as regards to poor mental health yeah that with men um what was it 13 what was the statistic 13 percent was it percent I don't think it was percent it was 13 men each Mm. day take their own life by suicide in the UK that is shocking Mm. that's shocking and in line with a bit of what we were speaking about last week, isn't it? Mm. With that young man uh, who left that fo- um, who was discharged from that football club. Yeah. So he'd have fallen into that bracket. But I did know that the percentage of male deaths was high, um, or not the male death was high. A li- a large portion mm. of male deaths, the cause was suicide. I think it was something like forty four percent. Yeah. Which is quite a big chunk. Um, and there's loads of different things that get taken into consideration. A lot of the um, reasons reasons given was due to family upheaval and um, like parental stress and things mm. like that. Um, like fathers not being able to see their children and those kind of contributing factors um, were the reasons why. Men are taking their own lives. It's quite sad, isn't it? Uh, along with other health issues mm. on top of that. And we know that mental health, we have spoken about it or touched on it before. And it is, it's, again, like we said, it is a disability. Mm-hmm. It is something that can be deliberate, debilitating, mm-hmm. right? And it's really having that awareness, understanding whatever's happening within us mm-hmm. psychologically and tapping in and getting the help for it yeah but yeah. I think I've actually started to understand why men don't go and get help with any form of health condition mm. um and I think at the moment we we as females will go back and you know cuss up the doctor or the receptionist mm. whereas men don't really seem to have the time for that you know what, I'll, if I'm ill, I'll find out eventually what it is, you know, kind of thing. Mm. But the treatment that you can get from the healthcare professionals, just trying to book an appointment, 
at the GP practice, it's um, it's quite a task. Yeah, at the moment, even it's even worse. It's worse now, but yeah. I've always had an issue mm. booking appointments. So I can kind of understand why it's not a priority to some men, why yeah. they'll just kind of um, struggle along as opposed to going and seeking help if they have any kind of illness, mm. regardless of what it is, small, big, in between. Um, I do understand, actually, why they prefer to just get on with it. Yeah, but the sad thing with it is that it's impacting on the family. This is the next section mm. that we're going to look at, how it's impacting on the family, it's impacting on the children mm -hmm. as well, you know, and this is it's a day-to-day -day thing. In any given day, it's hard to get motivated. But with this um, Mal Movember, it's um, UKMovember, uk.movember.com, about Ford history, okay? And what what they do is that they grow their moustache yeah. throughout the month. Yeah. And that's like a symbolism, you know. It, it, it says it turns you into a walking billboard for men's health. <laughs> So imagine, guys, if you if you um, can all sport a moustache for Mal November, November the 1st, 2019 to November 30th, grow a moustache and be a walking billboard for Mal Health Awareness. And it's easier now because the barbers are closed. There you go. No barbers. So you, you can do this, right? You can do this. Have it as like a little bit of um, fun, but something that's got a very serious connotation behind it. Mm -hmm. And that is men's health awareness. But moving on, it says a lot of families have experienced upheaval in their daily lives during to this, during to, um, or due to this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And with children and young people now back at school, Public Health England's new mental health campaign provides NHS endorsed tips and help and advice. Because I, I mean, I remember you mentioning to me that. Um, it's good for the youngsters to be back at school mm. because a lot of them had been neglected during the time. Yeah, because you have to consider the fact that a lot of the children that were at home are at home. So a portion of those children will live in abusive households. Mm. Um, another portion of those children will live in households where they're neglected whether it's willful neglect or the parents just can't manage. Yeah. Um, they are neglected and now they've been forced into a situation where maybe a parent has been furloughed or a parent has lost their job and they can't make ends meet mm -hmm. the child's no longer getting fed um that hot meal a day that they get at school and also the parent most probably feels a bit overwhelmed with the fact that maybe they don't just have one they've got two three four children that are all pulling them in different directions yeah. throughout the day um, and it may just be neglect because of mental health. The mum, the dad that they live with um, suffers with severe depression mm. and can't manage at home. And that that child going to school, because sometimes it can just be one child or those children going to school is like respite for the parent. Um, so in a way, yes, sending children to school is beneficial for, especially for those that are neglected and are, and are in those abusive households. Yeah. Um, because a lot of a lot of that abuse would have gone under the radar as well. If they were at school, it might have been picked on, picked up, up yeah. by the teachers and the, and the TAs. But then being at home for three to six months, 
imagine no one knows what's going on inside that house. Yeah, it's been very... And we're going to tackle that later. Mm. In this instance, we're talking about their mental health. And it says there that... Um, because of the coronavirus, since, or since the coronavirus outbreak, it's caused an increase in anxiety in young people. Mm. What's more, over two-fifths, that's 41% of children and young people said they were more lonely than before lockdown, and more than a third said they were more worried. This mm. is young people. And we can understand that, because we've seen young people are so sure they like to be out with their friends. Yeah. But because of lockdown, they're not allowed to go and see anybody. Mm. And obviously it's increased their anxiety mm. in, that, in that respect. So this survey it said that they asked about their top three worries of coronavirus. Half or 52% said their mental well-being mm. of the children topped the list. And it said it, it's a relief for most parents and carers that their children are now back at school. But as we adapt to a new norm, many anticipate their children will experience new stresses. Mm. You know, because I, I remember little one saying, oh, talking a lot about coronavirus. Yeah. But do they really understand it? Yeah. You know, but it has caused a lot of anxiety. So the, the NHS has five tips for supporting children and young people's mental well-being as they go back out into the world. Mm. And tip number one is that be there to listen. Ask the children and young people you look after how they are doing regularly so they get used to speaking about their feelings. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think it's important. Sometimes we find ourselves telling um, our children, be quiet, I don't hear it right now. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's a habit that I personally need to break because they're expressing themselves, aren't they? They're saying how they feel. Children don't express themselves in a perfect way. No one expresses themselves mm. in a perfect way. Um, but yeah, just simply listening to what they have to say can make a difference. To... Absolutely. And it's funny because I, I asked Rachel, she's a friend of John Ash, mm. uh, what her concerns are as a young person. And that was actually one of the things she said about being listened to. Mm. Because adults tend to say, oh, you're young, you've got nothing to worry about. Mm. When actually we can see here that they do get anxiety mm. And they do have well-being issues. They want their, their well-being met. And by us saying, oh, you, you're young, you've got nothing to worry about, you've got the whole world ahead of you, mm-hmm. is that really the right thing to say? No. And as a young person that that's been said to, oh, you don't, you can't be stressed, you don't get depressed, you can't, no, you, 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 you're not even live life yet. Ooh. Well, actually, I have been stressed. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that's, not as young as the younger people, but it is annoying to hear that because my feelings are valid. Yeah. And by you saying you don't know what you're talking about, that's you saying I don't know what I'm feeling inside. Yeah, and invalidating how you're feeling yeah. at the same time. So listening to our young people and that gets them being able to speak about their feelings. Mm. Tip number two was to stay involved in their life, show interest in their life and the things that are important to them, you know. So interest, mm. showing interest in, in our young people and that way, you know, they like talking about it. I feel and like that's easier to do with younger children than teenagers though. Okay. Just because, like, I've got young children mm. and as much as I don't like 
them painting in the house is something that interests them, something that they like. We can sit down and do painting together. Whereas when some when they get older, is their interest going to be computing? Is their interest going to be, you know, doing other things that I don't particularly find interesting and I don't particularly want them to do? Right. For example, being on certain platforms and things like yeah. that. Um, as a parent, how do you show interest in that instance? You don't even want them to be on it. But isn't that the whole point that starting from young listening to them, then they're more than likely to come and speak to you about their interests, about their feelings. Yeah, so I'm in a perfect situation, but mm. there are, I'm one parent compared to someone else mm. that may be my age, that may have an older child or maybe older than me that has an older child and they yeah. don't know anything about technology, they don't know anything about what children are into these days. Yeah, but just by purely showing an interest... That might just break down barriers. Mm. It may be. What, if you're a young person out there listening, let us know. Call us 07895 134713. Tell us, you know, how you feel about communicating with your elders and if you are willing to do that. Yeah. Mm. So number three was support positive routines, be positive role model and support positive behaviours, including regular bedtime routines, healthy eating and getting active. You're laughing. Because that bedtime routine. <laughs> Not for older people, right? Yeah. But if, are you yeah. laughing because of your your young one's bedtime routine? Bedtime or? routine is very, very challenging. Mm. Um, because sometimes, okay, we'll read, we read them a book when we put them to bed. But there's other times when you're... And this goes back to those parents that have now being at home all day with those children and yeah. then they've got to go and finish the night up. You're so tired, you're so exhausted, you can barely keep your eyes open, mm. but babies want you to read the book until it's finished, until they fall asleep. Yeah. Bedtime routine for me starts at eight o'clock and one time I've been in the position where I'm reading the book until quarter to ten. Wow. Well, again, it says routine, so if it's <laughs> a certain time then they got to know that this has got to be locked off, you know, mm. as opposed to you being there two hours later reading. Because they weren't sure. asleep. Yeah. Is and that because they've slept during the day, though? Is that no, the reason why? No, it's because they're, they have gotten used to the routine mm. of, from, and this is from young, this is from baby, reading to them at night and they'll fall asleep. Yeah. So as they've gotten older, this is the older one, the younger one, not so much, but as, as she's gotten older... She's gotten used to that routine. The attention spans widened. Yeah, so the routine has always been, oh, you read to me until I fall asleep. Mm. But now you stay up longer. So <laughs> uh, let us know out there. It's let us challenge. know. Number four is to encourage their interests, being active, creative, learning things, mm. and being a part of a team are all good for mental health. Support children and young people to explore their interests. Mm -hmm. We we spoke about that kind of touch that on number one, and that's really important, isn't it? I think it's very important, and I think in the black community we do aspire for our children to to um, achieve greatness. We want them to be doctors and lawyers mm. and engineers and entrepreneurs. So we more push the academic side of their learning and what we think they should be interested in. Yeah, um, and sometimes they're not interested in that. They don't want to be um, 
a mathematician and have to do loads of maths work at the end of the day. Yeah. Yes, it is important, but like it says here, encourage their interest as well. Yeah. So if they are interested in making music or if they are interested in painting or if they are interested in going outside and taking pictures, yeah. photography, then we should nourish it. We should nurture it. Absolutely. Um, not just pushing them into the direction we want that them we to want go them, in. Exactly. Because that can be stifling as well. Mm-hmm. And that can shut off the communication because we want one thing for them and they want something else. Mm-hmm. And that's where the communication breaks down. Yeah. So definitely... Explore their interest. Explore. Exploring is an amazing thing. Going mm. exploring. I love it. And, you know, just, yeah, just finding out what really... Give them a whole range of things. I mean, you brought the the sewing thing. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. found that she finds that hard. But she loved doing art and creating a whole project. Yes. So just explore your children's interests. And finally, take what they say seriously. Help the children and young people you look after feel valued in what they say and help them f- work through difficult emotions mm. now little one she is, seems to be going into that terrible toothed phase mm-hmm. and this is young people they don't well young young people don't really understand the emotions that's why they'll lash out and yeah. scream and cry but obviously as they get older they become more in tune with their emotions yeah that's if we listen and explain and all that and they'll yeah. tell you you're not listening as well. Yeah, because they know. Because they'll say, you're not listening. You mm. never listen to me. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, yes, what your thoughts out there? Do you agree with those five points about listening, taking interest in young people's uh, interests, you know, and taking their emotions seriously? Should they have a voice, young people? Let us know, 07895 one three four seven one three and I know that we yes we are going down into this lockdown and we are we can be anxious or have those concerns but always remember there are organizations out there that can help like I said with that one with Movember moustache um, people movember.com go on and check it out men's health awareness but also how families the public health England how they're helping families or the NHS are endorsing tips and advice on helping young people to get through this trialsome time. We'll see you after the break. All Flavors Radio plays what you want to hear when you want to hear it 24-7. Shouting out everyone in the chat room, George Flavors, Duane Nicholson, Kimmy B, Mark Philogene from Bremen, Merciful Grace Records, and Naturally Leedy, who's here in the student studio with us. But not forgetting John Ken, and also all our guests from, where's that, Nia, Germany somewhere, Leeds, Basildon, and yes, all over the world on TuneIn and the All Flavors app. Sounds there of Shaka Khan, Sugar, and that first track was by Anderson Pack, Lockdown, Lockdown Love. And really giving a nice shout out as well to all the DJs who've done an amazing job over the start end. And last night, DJ Slim and the original Mr. Fix It on on a Monday night playing some sweet, sweet tunes. We'll be tapping in with you guys a little bit later. 
So, Ridley Road Market, Alicia. Yes, they're trying to gentrify it as they're doing to everywhere else. They're trying to... Um, I think they've sold the building now, actually. They have sold it, yeah. yeah. They've sold... It's the Ridley Road Shopping Village. Mm. And um, the person doesn't even live in this country that, that bought it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah... It's the market section at the back of the market. You know, mm-hmm. you've got that. It's quite a little stretch yeah. of road, Ridley Road Market. And then I think on the left-hand side is the Ridley Road Shopping Village. Mm-hmm. So they've sold that space to a private company that have nothing to do with the council. Mm-hmm. And yes, they went in in 2018, I think, to try and they they evicted... First off, they told the traders that they should uh, put up some CCTV, mm-hmm. do a bit of refurbishment. But before they were able to do that, they closed the, the market early and tried to evict the people yeah. from the village. Yeah. However, thankfully, they've extended that time, but is that village going to survive i don't think they've extended it. i think what's happened is that the um people have been involved in not protesting but mm. obviously going to the council and petitioning for them to um not because they're going to make it into luxury flats and offices yeah so not make that area into luxury flats and offices it's um down as one of the it's like an asset to the community kind of building. That's what it's Ridley Road is. Um, and they're saying, they were saying that if they do turn this block into luxury flats, it will lose its um, authenticity. authenticity. Yeah, because Ridley Road, is it's an institution. Yeah. Like from back in the day, I remember going shopping with my mum and having to stand at the top of that market and wait for her when she went in there. It was just like a nightmare. It's like yeah. she would be in there forever. But I grew up going to Ridley Road Market mm. and thankfully Ridley Road is going to stay. But can you imagine it being gentrified? But the thing is, is it going to stay though or is this the beginning? Like when I was watching something and the woman said it's the beginning of the end. Once mm. they put those flats there, yeah. the people that is living in those flats don't want to go to the market. It's, yeah. it's for granny and, you know, mm. they're even during the building work, they're going to cause so much upheaval along that ri- along that stretch of road that I don't think it will survive it, personally. It, it has changed over the years, I must say, and I don't go there anymore. Yeah. I'm more of a Walthamstow shopper myself now. Yeah. But it would be such a shame for them to go and, and just affect that whole institution. Mm. Like, it's a community. Yeah. And there, there are. I mean, there are. They have, or they have been. What they call protesters. Yeah. Hoping or trying not to, you know, to save the market, as it were, save the village. But imagine that they were told to, given the go ahead by the council to go and refurb, and then next thing they were getting eviction notices. Yeah. To move out. Yeah. That must have been quite terrifying. Yeah, because it's your livelihood. Some mm. people have been there. One of the guys was like, I'm I'm the fourth generation. And another one was saying that that store's been there over 100 years. Wow. wow. Imagine that's your legacy. Like, yeah. you know, I have had this stall in my family mm. for the last four generations. And you are literally tearing it away from us. Yeah. 
And the nice thing about it as well is that it's like, it's very cultural. Yeah. So there was a lady from Turkey speaking. Yeah. There was a guy from Africa that brings in lots of different things. You know, we have a phone call coming in. One moment. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Can we get hold of you? I'm not sure. Oops. Hello. I can hear you. Okay. No, I can't. I, we've lost that one. I'm not sure what happened there. But yeah, so it's an institution, mm. you know, and like you said, family institution. Yeah, you know. it is. And what I thought was lovely that I didn't actually know they had this, but they have loads of art spaces upstairs. Okay. Um, in... I think it was in the village. Mm. Um, they have loads of different art spaces. One gentleman in there um, does metal work. So he does um, art pieces on different surfaces. Another lady um, was a photographer. Mm. And she had actually helped develop a book about how Ridley Market has changed over the years. Because she watched one thing she said she realised was there was so much history behind Ridley Market, Ridley Road but no one's ever documented it. Wow. So she went and looked in archives and got newspaper cuttings and things like that and developed this this book um, about Ridley Road. But it was the fact that everybody from loads of different cultures mm. values this space, they value this road, they value this market. Um, and it would be such a shame if they had that, if that was lost. Yeah, it was a heritage. It's a heritage. Mm. And it really would be a shame if... If, who knows? Yeah. And the thing is that the council, what they're saying is that the, the market is there to stay. Mm. Right, so the outdoor space, and they're going to create more trading spaces for traders. But come on, that, like you said, it's like, is that just a... It's a ruse. Create space a, where? Exactly. Exactly. Create space where? Because when they build... When they're carrying out the building work, they're mm. going to have to move traders from that side to the other side, which is already going to be overcrowded. Yeah. And then where are they create, where are they creating it? Just the space. Because Ridley Road is just Ridley Road, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on there? Do you shop at Ridley Road Market? And have you heard about the village? Let's see if we can take this. Okay. Uh, about the village. It's 07895 134 713. That's 07895 one three four seven one three. What are your thoughts on Ridley Road Market or the village being turned into flats mm. or developed? So in line with that, then, if the traders and people that are living in that that, that area lose their jobs, what happens when it comes to finances? Because again, during this pandemic, a lot of people mm -hmm. have lost their jobs. And maybe they're feeling financially worried mm. as regards to what's going to happen when it comes to their finances. And the ironic thing is, Ridley Road and markets alike are actually mm. the places that people revert to mm. when their finances aren't in, you know, then they're not in the best place. You don't go to major supermarkets to get certain things because 
it's very expensive getting fruit and veg, for example, mm. from whatever supermarket you shop in. Whereas you know, the man on the stall down the road selling a pound a bowl, and sometimes he's giving it to you for even cheaper. Yeah, those are the kind of places that people then turn to. Um, if they do, then go. It just contributes to the downward spiral that we're going in, doesn't it? I think the high street is dying anyway. Oh, definitely. The high street it's been is dying just, for years. Yeah, it's, de- it's more online shops, you know, this is the way that it tends to or seems to be going in. Yeah. And likewise, with these markets, will they th- be a thing of the past? And will we go to the museum and think, oh, gosh, I used to go there <laughs> and get my fruit and veg, you know? Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. But in pertaining to that, people losing their jobs and that, is there somewhere or a place that we can go to where we can get some financial aid, financial help, and be in maybe a better position mm-hmm. because it's it's really trialsome times, very, very trialsome times, would you not say, Lily? Yes, definitely. You it's know. Like a harrowing situation we're in. It is very harrowing. So we'll speak about that after the break. Have your say, phone in on fullflavorsradio.com. George Flavors Reggae Show, Wednesdays 9 to 11 UK, 5 to 7 Eastern, allflavorsradio.com. Tell him Eve's Lewis say so. To all quail lovers from around the world, come join DJ Nigel for two hours of solid quail music right across the genres. Cadence music, Zook music, Audrell music, Lacomet, anything quail. It will be broadcast right here on All Flavors Radio with your host DJ Nigel with the short year show, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. GMT each and every Saturday. See you there. You're listening to AllFlavorsRadio.com. Catch DJ Laro on Sundays with the the Caribbean Party, 12 to 2. And The Vibe Show, Tuesdays, 8 till 10, on All Flavors Radio. Allflavorsradio.com, the people's number one station. Best music, the best presenters, the best station. BJ, love me at all. The whole world. Okay, that was a bit of Terry Walker there with um, Didn't Love Me and Keep On Cool Million featuring Matthew Winchester. It was quite funny because I know Matthew, that first track there, and it's a really nice track, so I must let him know. All of the musicians have been hit very hard during this COVID period, mm. and it's been quite tough in the sense of no gigs. Yeah. Right, I've had a couple, but nothing to write home compared to what we would normally have. So a lot of people have been hit very, very hard by this past pandemic, mm-hmm. and now obviously we're going again back into lockdown So what can we do if we find ourselves in a situation where we need help or advice um, if we've um, come into debt or, you know, we need to borrow or pay arrears back? Now, I'm not sure if you know about the COVID payment plan, CVPP, and the organisation that deals with this is called Step Change Debt Free Organisation. All right, so I'm not sure how people are fearing out there, but see, they have the website there. Mm. And like I said, it's www.stepchange.org, okay? 
go in and see how they can help us. So one of the points is that if you live in the UK and your household's income has been reduced as a result of the coronavirus, what do you think about that? Um, I think it's kind of government-backed as well. You know, when it comes to debt, because surely some of us are really in a bit of a bind yeah, I think it's the idea idea is good. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel like for people that have lost their jobs that are in debt, mm-hmm. putting them on a payment plan where you've consolidated everything and they've got to pay everything at once. That doesn't really It doesn't happen. work with this plan because they give you twelve months oh, okay. in order to get yourself together. So okay. um it says you're if you're Household has been reduced, the income has been reduced by the result of COVID. Mm-hmm. And if you believe there is a reasonable chance that your income will recover within the next 12 months, mm-hmm. okay. it says if you believe you will be able to repay all missed priority payments, yeah, within 12 months or have already made arrangements to do so. Mm-hmm. So they, they have a lot of things in place here, you know, and they, they do a COVID plan that's suitable Mm -hmm. for whoever it is. Um, Yeah, they come up with a suitable payment plan. And I know there was, I I heard this um, on BBC Radio 4, and one guy, he was fine, but then he lost his job just before Mm -hmm. COVID. And obviously he had to keep putting off his payments. Mm -hmm. And he was got to the point where he's pulling his hair out he couldn't even afford to buy food mm. so this organization which i checked out step change they really helped him out mm. and now he's able to say yes i can make payments i can do this but they delay it yeah and then you will pay back the amount of whatever okay, you know so i don't know if they give you a loan or if they help you or you know, check it out, www.stepchange.org, you know, because these are hard times. I mean, how does, how would you even, imagine that you'd left your job, because I know someone who left their job right before we went on lockdown, because no one really believed, let's be honest, no one believed we would go on lockdown, Mm. Um, and they were going for another job, Imagine how many people are out of jobs because they left a job and had an interview yeah. and they weren't able to to interview or sorry we've gone through to we've gone into covid and people are working from home now and yeah I know someone that happened to um that they got a job mm-hmm. and they were due to start mm-hmm. but then covid came oh. so they were able to stay in their old job mm-hmm. but as soon as everyone had to return to work they lost that job Oh, wow. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It says that, um, how does COVID payment plan work? If you are on CVPP, you'll make reduced payments towards your monthly financial commitments, such as your credit cards or loans. The reduced payments will last for the period that you are managing on a reduced income, Mm -hmm. up to a maximum of 12 months during this time, um, to help your, your plan be the most effective it can be. Mm. It's important that you don't increase your borrowing. Mm. So don't borrow any more. Mm-hmm. 
And um, it says it's designed to help you get back on track until your income returns to normal and gives you certainty of what you'll be paying in the meantime. However, you'll still have debts remaining at the end of the plan. You'll need to speak to your creditors at that point to agree to your new payments. Mm. So at least you'll be paying something, but... Not, yeah. Yeah, at a reduced cost. So check it out, um, www.stepchange.org, and see if you are in a bind, if you are having trouble in making repayments, then maybe this might be a platform for you. And I know that there are a few other platforms. I think the government has... But the furloughs not work, because we also know that of someone that were on furlough and they've not they've not received a penny from their employer. Yeah. They've not received one pence from their employer. Wow. So what do you feel about that? Oh seven eight nine five one three four seven one three. And yeah, if you if step step change www.stepchange.org and they can maybe help if you are finding yourself in debt financial situations, time. financial situation then they may be able to help. On that... Sorry, Lily. I was just going to say, on that note... Yeah. What about what NatWest has been doing? Yes. Yes. That's just as bad. I I saw... I think it was Mum sent me a video over as regards to... It was a young man saying that NatWest had closed his bank account down. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't kind of get to the bottom of it, so I had to join the Facebook group. There is a Facebook group... That speaks, uh, there's a number of victims, NatWest victims, mm-hmm. and it's growing every single day. And so they decided to create this space that can help them share their stories, find solutions, and get advice on why NatWest is actually closing down people's bank accounts. Okay. Why but, are they closing the bank accounts? Well, from what I've noted, it's uh, it was borrowing. Again, it was to do with borrowing. Mm-hmm. So... Something to do with uh, small business loans. And the name of the the borrowing that they were doing, let me try and find what it was. It's called BLL. So it's like a bulk, bulked up loan. So for small businesses that needed to make that, just to cover them through the pandemic, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yes. So it's a backed up, it says it's, um, it's for customers who applied for government backed loans to yeah. help them get through the pandemic yeah yeah so it said it's left them distressed because they're unable to access their cash so a lot of these people that applied for these government backed up loans they they were given the go ahead Mm. right and then the company or NatWest in turn shut their accounts down so they couldn't access the money Mm -mm. yeah so they were given the go-ahead, yes, you're going to get the cash, yeah. And sadly, the the, the bank has shut down their, account. their accounts. Because I saw that one person um, said that instead of them receiving the money, um, it's a customer's said their money had been blocked without notice, mm. with one saying he now he was now unable to afford food as a result. Yeah. Yeah. This is just ridiculous. And this is a government-backed loans, right? So so the Treasury is about to enter into talks with the UK's largest banks on a plan to help tackle the tens of billions of pounds 
of bad debts expected from the bounce back loan. So they're called bounce back loans, mm. BBLs, and they require only minimal checks on borrowers on the borrower's ability to pay the money back. So they don't do normally with loans. I guess you get extensive. Yeah, like they do you, a bit more of an in depth search on your credit history. Mm. But on this one, it's very minimal. And the what NatWest have said, or I think they're now the Royal Bank of Scotland, mm. have said is that it's valid and that they can um, shut the, the, the accounts down. And apparently it was 1,300 people wow. yeah, that had applied for these loans and their accounts have been closed. And it's not a little bit of money that, they're, that these loans are for. I mean, mm. one of... It says... Um, the government-backed loans are worth up to 50000 Yeah. So that's not someone saying, oh, I just need a grand to get me through the month. That's a business saying, we have staff that we need to pay, we've got this that we've got outgoing. That's not a little bit of money. No. You know? And it's government-backed. So, again, it's with the furlough thing. And, again, it's with the... I don't know about furlough. I really don't understand it. And how it works is, mm. and it's eighty percent that the employees meant to pay, or up to eighty percent. Yes. But then this would make sense why the employers aren't paying it because if the employer has applied for a loan to help them get through and then make that furlough payment, yeah. if they're not getting the payment from the bank, how are they going to pay their staff? But is it not from the government? No. So some comes from the government furlough. The furlough some comes from the government. Yeah. And some comes from the employer. The, the employer can choose. I think to pay the other percentage. Yeah. But if that percentage is not coming to them from their bank, mm. how are they then going to pay their staff that percentage that they're due to pay them? So it makes sense. Yeah, but just closing down people's accounts like that, it's not really the greatest thing to do because Pete, like the guy, the guy said he can't even afford to buy food. Mm, that's shocking. Like... Oh, we, we, we're going back to third third world mm. country living. What are your thoughts out there? I don't know what you know on um, on furlough. Okay, let's get this call. Let's hope that this one will come through now. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Good How are you show. Doing? Good music. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. How are you? Not bad. You need to start doing a playlist and putting that out for people, like, you know, the music you play. So, <laughs> oh, good, but good. It, but then again, they won't listen to your shows anymore. But you can create your own playlist, <laughs> like DJ Wimble kind of thing, you know. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I'm a DJ, but I do love music. So, you know, I'm glad that you're, enjo you're enjoying the choice tonight because we try. Yeah, I, I'd like to check them out, actually, and find out who these artists are. Okay. But um, on the issue of, yeah, I want to rewind a little bit. Okay. Uh, I know you've moved on from it. It was about mental health. Yes. Um, and the children not listening. That actually, I'm not listening to children. That resonated with me because in African communities, I don't know, maybe West Indian communities as well, they don't really address mental health. It mm -hmm. kind of like say it doesn't exist or it's a taboo. Yeah. And, um, they say that children must be seen and not heard. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of 
I needed cultural therapy when I grew up because when I went back to Africa, a lot of things they were doing, I didn't understand and they didn't understand me either. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I was shut down a lot, which led to my narcolepsy, among other things. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> what um, I realized is that when I was older, I was trying to reconcile with my uncles and aunties and people who fostered me Part of their defense mechanism, except for one of my uncles, a lawyer, bless his heart, he said if I come and talk, they would like, you know, because now they have children, they understand that they will um, probably uh, uh, apologize. But he's the only one, maybe because he's a lawyer and he's a clever one. All the other ones mostly were saying that just forgive and forget. Mm-hmm. Forgive. Or some would say we don't want to talk about it because we've moved on. We're like in a different place now. For me, that was trauma that was invalidated. So every time I see my family members saying, oh, whatever your parents did to you, just forgive and just, just, just forgive them. I'm like, but you're not a clinician. You're making it worse because mm-hmm. you're invalidating what someone else went through as a child. And that will just pop up in so many ways in that person's other life. Maybe they'll have daddy issues, mommy issues, drinking, whatever, gambling. It's bizarre. It pops up in so many different unresolved ways or you're looking for solutions in all the wrong places. Mm. So looking for love in all the wrong places, in all the wrong, on the wrong places. So I, that really connected me. And I'm glad you're encouraging kids to be listened to mm-hmm. because they do say 80% of communication is listening. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I commend you on that, and I really hope that when I have children, I will listen to them more. Awesome. Lovely. Thank you so much for your call, Anthony. And you're right. You're right. It it is about, you know, listening. And sadly, a lot of us have maybe been scarred from childhood. Mm -hmm. And then that's where we have to go for a process in healing. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes we've got to, again, we've got to talk to someone about it mm-hmm. and for someone to listen to us in order to heal. But it's not impossible that we can go through that healing process. Mm-hmm. All right. So mm-hmm. I know it's it's very hard to get over things that may have happened to us in childhood, but it doesn't define us. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we also need closure. And this is mm-hmm. where sometimes... Um, um, professionals come on board and, you know, maybe education about mental health in Afro-Caribbean communities needs to be emphasized because most of these, most of our parents, they were just given, the, they were not really given a manual and mm. they kind of like, was it Oprah Winfrey who said that her mother when she would beat her, she would say, wipe off that, uh, that, that cry off your face mm. and get on with your business. Mm. So it's kind of like they've been trained from slavery times to be dehumanized and just pretend and smile mm-hmm. and, and pretend that it didn't happen. So we have all sorts of trauma in our community, to be fair. Yeah. So, so we need to talk about the fact that, you know, mental health, you can't just like pretend like it didn't happen. It did happen. Yeah. And whether you address it or not, it's going to come out in some way or another. And you will probably it will become a vicious cycle. Mm. You need to write, read Mariah's book. Even okay. get, just grab the audio book, Meaning of Mariah. That woman went through hell. Mm. And she's still in recovery. She yeah. has been an interview with Oprah Winfrey. It's insightful. Okay. You know, Mariah has a sense of that she doesn't deserve 
a lot of the things that she has. Can you imagine you're Mariah and you still believe that you don't deserve good things in life because of the way you've been scarred? Mm. So, yeah, I think we just need to reorientate ourselves in terms of mental health and hopefully our children will be a better version of us. Oh, awesome. Thank you, Thank you so much for your call. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my love. Have a good one. You. you too. Take Bye. care. And that's so true. Like, that was a very good point that Anthony raised there, isn't it? Mm. That having it as part of the... We need so much things as a part of the curriculum, curriculum don't we? But that's part of the children's curriculum. It's, mm. it's, I'm sad to say this, but I feel like, unfortunately... Our older generation trying to get them to understand mental health can brink on a lost cause right. in our community because some will get it, yeah. some will, you know, educate and they'll understand that as time has gone by, you know, it is actually now something that is, is um, evidence to be a disability yeah. even things like children with ha- children with ADHD mm. and, and the different spectrum of children that they have us as african caribbean people have taken a really long time to accept that these conditions are in our community like yeah. we have got children who have hyperactivity no he's not just bad he has something yeah. that means inside of his body there's a chemical imbalance why he's the way that he is. Yeah. And our our generation, I think, the younger generation have kind of accepted it. We're not there yet. Long way to go. Yeah, but mm. we've kind of accepted it. But when it comes to depression and anxiety and mental health i think the older generation they just don't understand it and when you don't understand something sometimes you just write it off and then a lot of young people play out because like i was saying um the young lady that wrote those things down for me Mm. she said one way that it may play out is that suicide going Mm. back to that again Mm. or they cut themselves or they do all sorts or self-harming yeah that is that is a physical kind of out yeah outward Mm. sign that i need help Someone listen to me. Someone speak to me. Mm. And before when we used to get licks and all that stuff, I mean, mm. it really it didn't help. All that, but that was the way that they knew. Mm. Every generation is coming away from that slavery mentality. Mm. I think that's why it may have taken a little bit of time mm. to kind because in our time, say say our parents' time. Mm-hmm. They were closer to that slavist mentality, so yeah. their parents probably beat them and done really bad things to them. Yeah. And then it was our time, and we got the licks. But mm. we thought, I'm no, I'm not going to do that to my kid. But mm. you know, I don't, I don't know, on corporal punishment and stuff like that, because yeah. I didn't really, my, I did smack my kids, mm. but not overly no, chastise yeah. them. Yeah. You know, and now in this time, we more want to speak to our children and get to understand them. Mm. But is that making them a bunch of softies? I mean... Because even... I... <laughs> no, because still, even if you look at, like, some of the Caribbean comedy that we watch, for example, mm. and I watched one the other day and the, the woman was in a, wait, <laughs> a waiting area and the children, oh, Tommy, stop it, Tommy. Oh, he's just a bit tired, you know. And then the Jamaican turk ran and was just like, shut up, Tommy. <laughs> just gave it one lick. And we laugh because we know what that means. We know what the look means. Yeah. Do you understand? So yeah. 
we know in raising a child, there are certain things that we have in us yeah. as Caribbeans, as Africans, that you just know how you want your child to act. You don't want them acting up. Embarrass you outside. Out, outside, you understand? <laughs> so when we raise our children, that's, the, that's kind of... It's just there. It's just part of us. But then it's the difference between... Do you beat and not talk to them? Mm. I'm not going to use the word beat because we don't beat our children. But do we discipline them and explain why we're disciplining them? Yeah. Or do we discipline them and then have a conversation with them about it? Some people don't understand, like, and again, I'm talking about the older generation. They they don't understand what the concept of you talking to your child. No, no, no. But I am the parent, you yeah. know. Like you must listen to what I say. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, that but, kind of mentality. So then, can I say, ask you then, because I I see so many parents being friends with their children, their young children. Yeah. Now, I I personally disagree with that. You have to have a level of understanding. And later on, as they grow, you become you become friends with your 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 offspring, but very young on like telling them your problems and I, I oh, don't no, think... I think that's wrong. Yeah, but I think someone descri- someone display uh, explained it in this way: mm. I'm your friend, I'm not your mate. Okay, okay. As fair in, enough. we can be friendly. I love you as you know, you're my child, mm. but I still want to have that relationship with you whereby we can discuss things and you can be open because you're open with your friends. Yeah. But your mate, you just tell them all the crusty busty and everything that's going on and mm. things that really shouldn't really be sharing with anybody. That's your mate, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't agree with, you know, be, being so friendly with your child you just let them get away with everything yeah and oh no they've got to be their own person yeah they do have to be their own person but they also have to understand that there are limits discipline to yeah um but i do understand also trying to be friendly with your children but i've heard people say oh she's my best friend and she's five oh, like oh, i know it's lovely you. it's so sweet but please you know <laughs> No, <laughs> you know, so yeah. but there's that, the balance. that tends to come from the mums mm. and I'm gonna say mums that tends to come from the mums that I have a single parents and have one child okay and they're kind of they're they're my best friend they're, they're, they're the only person I have to talk to do you understand? That's a lot of responsibility on that it, young person's shoulders. It is, and you see it when they get older, right? Yeah. I know evidence of, you know, young, a young man, actually, who um, was raised by a single mum, and she did offload and tell him everything. Mm. And he's very closed right. now and very strange. Okay. And I do kind of put that down to the fact that his mum uses him as a crutch. Right. Um, because... They only have each other. Wow. What are your thoughts out there? Is it all right to be friends with your young children? Not your older children, because you do become friends later on in life. That's if you... Even that, because I know people that won't even talk to their parents because of maybe childhood things that have happened Mm. as well. So what are your thoughts? Do you think it's all right to be friends with your young children and, and tell them, you know, have them as your bestie? And have them as your sounding board. Let me know. Let us know, should I say. 07895 134 713. 07895 134 713.
Hi, it's Melissa Morgan, and you're listening to All Flavors Radio. You're in your car, and a child ran out in front of you right now. Could you stop? Think. Slow down. Have you ever wondered what therapy is, and even considered using a therapist? Here on All Flavors Radio, we're inviting you to listen to some therapeutic approaches which you may find useful. Join me, Darnell, for a taste of therapy on All Flavors Radio on Thursdays, 10 p.m. GMT with DJ Caddy. Club Zook mashup session with Ninja Man Lloyd. Thursdays, 8 to 10. Saturdays, 2 to 4. Sundays, 10 to midnight. Zook mashup session on allflavorsradio.com. Anuale! Tune in to the George Flavors Reggae Show. Wednesdays, 9 to 11 UK, 5 to 7 Eastern, allflavorsradio.com. Tell him Eve's Lewis say so. To all quail lovers from around the world, come join DJ Nigel for two hours of solid quail music right across the genres. Cadence music, Zook music, Quadril music, Lacomet, anything quail. It will be broadcast right here on All Flavors Radio with your host DJ Nigel with a short year show, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. GMT, each and every Saturday. See you there. You're listening to AllFlavorsRadio.com. Catch DJ Laro on Sundays with the Caribbean Party, 12 to 2, and the Vibe Show, Tuesdays, 8 till 10, on All Flavors Radio. AllFlavorsRadio.com, the people's number one station. Best music, the best presenters, the best station. Yo, this is Donny, you're in tune to All Flavors Radio. Don't touch that dial. Oh, yeah. Sounds of Carmichael, pure sweetness there. Okay, Lily. And I think what was the first one that I played as well? I always forget, but I'll, I'll tell you afterwards if I, I remember. My brain's like a, a sieve at the moment. I've had a headache for about four days. It just won't go. But it is what it is. I'm just a shout to everyone in the chat rooms. George Flavors, Sour Malaysia, Chrissy, great to see you on board. Duane, Joy McKay, Mark Philogene from Bremen, the original Mr. Fix-It. And Kimmy B. Also, everyone, Gawe Gawe. And who's from Kleiner Grasbuch? Is that in Germany somewhere? Guest 9.30. DJ Laro, who will be playing from 8 till 10 tonight. And everyone, oh, John Ken as well. Everyone else who's locked in on TuneIn and on the All Flavours app. Listening to allflavoursradio.com. Yeah, so we've been speaking about a few things tonight. And we've highlighted that it is vegan, vegan month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also um, it's Mal Movember, yes. Men's Health Awareness Month. All right. So have you guys out there been checked yet? Have you gone out and had your prostate, prostrate, prostate exam? Along with, um, with, with this Men's Health Awareness Month also highlights things like testicular cancer and poor mental health and going into the mental health of men mm-hmm. but also of young people that are suffering at this time when it coming to covid mm-hmm. and this whole going back down into lockdown as well and we also highlighted about ridley road market yes and the village yeah so next i think will anyone be traveling now seeing as we're all on this lockdown doubt it no, 
Are we allowed to travel? No, not until mid-December. And then are we even going to be allowed to travel come 1st of January 2021? I don't think so. Well, we can travel because there is a checklist for travellers. And there are obviously some countries that are restricted, like um, certain places you can go to. Mm. But you, you have to have the COVID test at least 72 hours prior to travelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have to make sure that your passport, because from January the 1st, 2021, things are changing. New rules are going to be applying for uh, or being applied for travelling to Europe. So some of them will need visas okay. in order to go. Uh, some of them, you can still travel on your EU passport, passport or the one that has the purple one. Is it? Is that? Is it purple? No, it's a, It's just got European Union. Okay. <clears throat> Sign on the cover, it's burgundy. It's red though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So we can still travel on those as long as we have six months left mm-hmm. or we'll have to tr- change our passports. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have enough time to travel, like six months after you've travelled yeah. on your passport, it's got to be changed, it's got to be renewed. And um, yeah, so lots of changes there, lots and lots of changes. Travelling to the EU, import-export's going to change as well. So do you need to apply for a new passport? Check it out on the gov.uk transition. That's the website. And check out the checklist for Traveller's Leaflet. Lily? I'm itching to get out of this country, but I'm not itching to get out of this country. Mm. Um, mm. Thankfully, I've just renewed my passport, so <laughs> I can keep it for another couple of years. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of changes happening. And a lot of changes actually happening behind the scenes because this is not um, top, top knowledge. This isn't, mm. like, being shown to us on media we've already spoken about the media but it's not being shown to us oh remember we're not in the eu anymore like because we are out Mm. we're actually out of the eu now Mm. and again silent silent but deadly because Mm. there's a lot of information that's floating around out there because we're probably being so distracted distracted yes that's the perfect word to use uh we're not hearing about these things mm. and it's really really important because we will not be able to travel if if we don't have our paperwork in place some places like i said need a visa some places you need a covid test i was looking because i might get into gambia mm. uh but you need a covid test before you travel yeah, so in most places you do yeah ch- check check the the destinations and the the um Whoever's doing the flights, because I know some airlines want you to have a COVID test before you fly as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And if you're going to travel, and you know you're definitely going to travel, book your holiday. But if not, don't book anything in advance, because I was listening again to the radio yesterday. British Airways have started, they, a lot of people booked to go away. Mm. And because, obviously, the flights were cancelled or whatever... A lot of them were given vouchers to pay for their flights. And then when they go online to book the flights... Everything's cancelled. It's not cancelled, but they're having to pay double. So it's literally like they've not paid for anything. Oh, no. It's really, really And the funny thing is, I was actually looking for holidays um, Mm. a couple of weeks ago, actually. Mm. And, yeah, it was... 
what was it? We were looking for holidays. We didn't end up booking it the first day. The next day, the, the price of the holiday had like doubled mm. um, what we was originally going to pay. So then we thought, okay, we'll look for somewhere else. Then we kind of got over the idea of going abroad. And then we thought, okay, it's fine. We'll go somewhere in England. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Lockdown again. Yeah. It's a, good, it's a good thing we didn't book anything. So can we not travel within the UK either? No. Unnecessary travel is banned. Wow. That's... Stay in your house unless you are a key worker and you have to physically travel into work. But other than that, you stay in your house. How do you feel about this, guys? Do you really think that this is a ruse that we're under? I, I, I don't know your thoughts. Let us know. 07895134713 because, I mean, this has been going on for bloody long time. Oops, sorry, I just um, swore there, but... It's been going on for a seriously long time. And I know, but it's, go, it's being dragged out because people aren't following the rules. And even, this is the thing, even if you feel like this is a pandemic, it's fake, it's the government's way of putting us in a new world order, all of that stuff, mm. I'm not going to give any of my opinions, but if you believe any of that stuff, fine. Have your belief, have your ideas, have your whatever... But if you continue breaking the rules, yeah. we're going to be stuck in our house for the next six months. Jeez. And well, those same children that we're talking about that are neglected and abused and those men that are in domestic violence um, relationships, because everyone always thinks about the women. Oh, yeah, she's abused. Men do go for it as well. Yeah. The same people are going to continue to be affected. And how many of those people are going to die? Mm. Just not at the hands of COVID, but the not hands at the of hands the... of COVID, but because people won't follow the rules. Yeah, yeah. And another point, actually, in saying that, um, I know we spoke of our children and young people uh, needing wellness and to be listened to and and those things, but also they're silent victims of domestic abuse. Mm. And sadly, again, as was brought out, that a lot of these youngsters, when they did go back to school. The abuse was apparent. Yeah, you definitely. Know? And it says, we're all, well, it was last month, I think it was the end of Domestic Abuse Awareness Month. Mm. And again, with UK going slowly back into lockdown, you know, it shone the light on these children who are living with a daily nightmare of domestic abuse. Mm. And there's many ways in which abuse can be played out. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's a very very sad situation mm. so yeah I, I i'm i'm dumbfounded i just i am at the point now where even if i felt like it was fake in the beginning mm. <laughs> i don't care about covid at the moment i yeah. care about my family's mental health i care about my own mental health and being stuck in the house, not being able to travel. Like, we like to go away for weekends and we have our annual holiday with our, our friends every year, which mm. is would be coming up soon. And seeing that all of that is just being shot to pieces, it's really, really, really infuriating. And then you hear the stories of the young youngsters going and hiring out, you know. Oh, we're going to stay in an apartment for the weekend. No. And we're going to chill and play. Cool. You might not get sick. Yeah. But and you might get else. the flu and go and pass it to your grandma. And then you give your grandma the flu and she sadly does not make it through the winter. Mm. What does that go down as? 
that go down as a COVID death. Yeah, yeah. So, we've, again, going, we spoke about this right at the start, about being <laughs> mindful. And we're still here. We're still here, talking about almost the same thing. And it's just like it's being hammed up. But we have to just follow the rules mm. to a degree so we can be out of this by December. <laughs> yeah, we're not out of it by December. Let's hope, because we're going in for another four weeks now. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's... Yeah, I feel like I'm climbing the walls. Like, I want to get on a flight and go somewhere. Or, you know, yeah. a lot of us want to, and our hands are so tied. Everybody wished away 2019. We got hit with 2020. Aye. Everyone's wishing away 2020. No. And if you keep on wishing it away, we're going to be wishing away 2021 <laughs> as well. No, we're not going to, are we, guys? No way, we're not. Please, we're not. guys, just, just, just All be right. smart. So, yeah, we just got to think about these things and just act accordingly now you know there's a section in the show that we play live and unsigned or live should we say artist said unsigned today. i know i'm naughty norman <laughs> norman <laughs> that's from um, superman no um artists that are out there doing great things and producing some amazing music so we've got a couple oops we've got a call coming in just one moment hello Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing, Olivia? I'm okay. Is it a good time to talk? Yes, yes. I'm giving you two minutes. All right, then. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm okay. The mobile reception in our house is crazy. Uh, it's like, I mean, any reception in our house is crazy. You might need that that 5G. Sorry? (laughs) The 5G. Okay. Yeah. So say that again, it went funny. I'm saying the 5G that they said that they're going to be rolling out as well, that everyone's oh, okay. going on at the, the, the start of this whole pandemic. Oh, I, yeah. it, it, you know what, 5G, 4G, whatever G, it doesn't matter when it comes to our health. <laughs> it does because we, we, we don't have the big mast um, like most um, areas do, so mm. um, we, we, um, we don't have to worry about that. But um, um, I was going to talk to you about your um, the thing, or shall I call you back? No, that's fine, that's fine. What was it regarding? Um, children being... Her friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I heard, um, obviously, the, the, the ones that uh, everyone is worried about is obviously COVID and and um, wishing away, wishing away your lives. No, don't wish away your lives. <laughs> no, no. But you, what do you think as regards to children, younger children, we're saying, being friends of parents? Uh, definitely not. Mm. Um, mm. The first 10 years of their lives, um, is is the most important where um, I mean definitely the first five mm. and then then because they go through phases of development and um, so you need to do as much as you can in those early years uh, otherwise um, they just run riot and um, they 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 don't listen to anyone they and then you wonder why they they're not doing well or they're they're being naughty or whatever. Mm. I mean, yes, sometimes there are underlying issues, but even with those underlying issues, um, um, a a child that has discipline, um, even with um, medical issues like ADHD, um, 
and other things, mm. they they can still they can still um, um, uh, be part of um, the the peers' lives, the the um, the school um, uh, activities, everything. So yeah, um, yeah so no, um, I don't. I, yeah, of course you love them to bits, but um, then they shouldn't be listening to adult conversation. Excellent, that's right. They, they shouldn't, they, they shouldn't, no way. Yeah. Uh, my mummy, I remember my mum used to say, go away, you're, you're, not, you're not supposed to be listening. And then I understand her now. Yeah, that's what our parents used to say. She must shut your ears when big people them attack. <laughs> that's what we used to hear, right? So yeah. we totally agree with you on that, that let children be children oh, yeah. and let adults be adults, right? Yes, uh, and but the thing is that, yes, yeah, sometimes they see things and if you think, okay, they're not going to uh, understand it, um, you mm. can explain it. Uh, in a way that it's not so shocking. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so um, uh, if, uh, sometimes I, I can't move wherever I'm talking from because if I move, <laughs> I could, it's going to go offline. Going to go offline. Yeah. Uh, and my son is unfortunately in the room, so there's only so much I can say okay. in, in guarded. Um, but um, yeah. Yeah, I think you know what I'm saying. But, yes. Um, and 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 as to um, wishing away twenty twenty, no. Even with COVID, I mean, we come on, guys. Mm. Um, we are so lucky that this is just COVID, and we're not in a war. Yes. We're not in a war where the Middle East they're they're dying, they're they're being raped, they're being killed, they're being do whatever. So I'm like, oh please, oh, yeah. come on, people. Yeah. Awesome, you know? awesome. Thank you so much for your call, Olivia. That's okay. All right, and we'll catch up soon. Yeah, no, definitely. But um, yes, no, carry on. And the music is brilliant. Thank you. But thank you. Have a good evening. Yes? You too, my lovely. You take care I, now. You both of you have a good evening. You take too. care. Bye. 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 So true, nice. isn't it? Let children be children. No, don't wash. And she, that was a very valid point that we are not in war torn in a war torn area. No. It's like. Yes, it can kind of seem that way, but no, we're not having to guard against bombs and whatnot. Mm. It's just a matter of complying and applying mm -hmm. and being safe. Yeah, because you said that last week, didn't we? Yeah. Like, in the situation that we're in, I know we're going on lockdown, but you can still get food delivered to your front door, you can still get electricity come to your house, you yeah. know, you can still have your most people still have their creature comforts at home. Mm. So even though we are stuck inside, yeah, there's a lot that can, to, you can be grateful be... for. Absolutely, absolutely. Streaming live. You're listening to allflavorsradio.com. And that last track was by Jermaine Edwards. A little bit fast, I think, that last one, was it? Sometimes, you know. But yes, we've come very close to the end of the evening. So shouting out all the DJs on All Flavours Radio, doing an amazing job over the start end and during the week. Uh, the, after the show here at 8 o'clock, we will be listening to the sounds of DJ Laro till 10 on The Vibe Show and Mark Philogene from 10 till 12 on The Music Experience. Last night we had the original Mr Fix It at 10 o'clock and DJ Slim on the Re Reminisce show at 8 o'clock. So bigging up all the DJs, George Flavors, Sour Malaysia, DJ Lara Maureen, DJ Slim, the original Mr. Fix-It, 
DJ Nige, Mark Philogene, Charlie Muir, Ninja Man Lloyd from Club Zook Thursday and a Sunday evening, John J.E., DJ Clad Caddy, and not, last but not no ways least, DJ Clint. And just check out the schedule to see when the DJs are playing. And if you feel that you have it, the fire in you to join the team and do a bit of DJing on the show, please just go along to the uh website allflavorsradio.com send an email via the website so Lily, your thoughts in rounding up this evening and the things that we've been speaking about lots of changes lots of changes yeah a lot of change yeah um yeah a lot of change yeah it's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks and months um but we need to look at the positive and be grateful for what we do have yeah. and support one another through these challenging, challenging times. times. And it's funny because I know we're going through the 48 laws of power and they are 48 laws of power. Mm. So it's not really to say anything to do with metaphysical laws mm. that are quite mild. And this, but this is us um, being powerful as people. Mm-hmm. And this one kind of came to my mind it's law number 18 Mm -hmm. and it's do not build fortresses to protect yourself (laughs) isolation is dangerous all right and you laughed you said but we're going into isolation (laughs) right but then I heard that again and it's actually true you don't build a fortress around yourself Mm, because especially when it comes to things like mental health Mm. especially when it comes to things like well-being Mm. like sometimes we could find ourselves not feeling great, mm. find ourselves, you know, needing to speak to somebody. And we say this all the time on the show, don't we? Mm. That, you know, don't isolate. But f- there's lots, and you said, to, you said, there's no one, yeah, but what if you haven't got no one to talk to? Mm. There's even the Samaritans. Yeah. They're open 24-7 if you need a listening ear. But I'm sure you must have someone out there that you can speak to mm. that you can not even pour your heart out to but someone that you will listen yeah you know because it's it's good to listen mm. and not speak so i speak too much sometimes and so you I? have you have one mouth yes and two ears for a reason yes yes so that's the 48 laws of power they're robert green great book if you can because that that's just a like the subheading of it, do not build fortresses to protect yourself. Isolation is dangerous. Mm. All right. So if we do find ourselves, you know, like we said, it's Men's Health Awareness Month. You know, check yourselves out. But also when it comes to poor mental health. Yes, Lily. No, I was going to say you said yeah, um, we're going into isolation, but we live in a technological age. Mm. So we aren't going to be in our house with no no way to communicate and we can just do it over the phone. We can physically see other people as well. We can use um, different platforms to communicate. So don't just think it means picking up a telephone and having to make a phone call. You can mm. you can Zoom, you can WhatsApp call, text. over the internet, send a text message. Yeah, even if you don't want to speak, mm. text. Yeah. Send an email. Yeah. You know, so many ways in which we can communicate and... Yeah, there's always going to be someone, there will always be someone there Mm. at the end of the line if you need that communication. 
So shouting out to everybody in the chat room, I'm just going to give you all a quick shout again. George Flavors, Chrissy, DJ, DJ Laro, Duane, Joy McKay, Kimmy B, Mark Philogene, and also Gary Gary, Guest 203, Guest 244, and Merciful Grace Records, and John Ken, and everyone that has tuned in. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for choosing All Flavours Radio. And yes, we will be on 6 to 8 every Tuesday. And for the near future, naturally, Lily and myself. So whatever you do in, take care. And we'll see, see y'all on, on the, the other, other side. side. You're listening to The Draft Time Show. Oh,